Welcome to The Rounding Error. I'm your host, Obam. And I'm your host, Mini Mistress. And this is the podcast about the everyday person's kink. How you doing? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, You've been getting some feedback on our podcast. We've been, it's finally launched. Yes, so exciting. We recorded these episodes and, you know, now we've had a chance to, people have listened to it. And getting some feedback, right? Yeah, it's really opened up some conversations with some people. And I've really been really receptive to any feedback or things that people want to hear. Yeah. And one of the reoccurring topics that some people have mentioned is kind of how to deal with the fear of being exposed for your, mm. your kinky self. I mean, that is, I mean, that's the idea, right? Like the everyday person's kink, you know, and it's about, you know, we have this, quote unquote soccer mom that's kinky on the weekends, right? Puts on her leather high boots. I've got an I got an image in my head. <laughs> I thought she was wearing that to soccer. <laughs> like, no. I don't think she's being discreet. <laughs> but that is part of the, it's the fear of the unknown and the fear of the excitement of learning all these new things. We had a chance to talk about why we love kink, but that's a great conversation is why are people hesitant to get into kink. Yeah, and I think it kind of starts with people have built up this whole persona of who they are. So they don't necessarily want to see that crumble. So for me, the main thing that I'm maintaining discretion for is my career. Not mm. that I think it really would make it completely crumble, I hope, in this day and age, but I've worked really hard to get where right. I am. And I don't really want to risk that for my kinky side at the moment, but I am here starting a podcast. So right, yeah, I don't know if maybe... we're the best. <laughs> we're not entirely. Look, I'm definitely the not the best example of being discreet. No, no. I mean, I started a podcast. My face is now out there. But when I started being kinky, there were some real fears. First of all. I was married at the time. Consensually, my wife and I were having an open relationship. And there was a fear of what our friends would say, of what people in the business world would say. I was still connected religiously to the church I was in at the time. And now those have all gone away. But... There was a real fear of what is someone going to say when they find out. I know one of the things that was also worrisome for myself and my wife at the time was also our kids finding out. And our kids, you know, they wouldn't understand you. They don't need to know everything. But there was a time when we needed to have a conversation about polyamory, about E&M, ethical um, non-monogamy, and what it meant. Because even though we were being discreet, it wasn't discreet enough. It basically came down to a point. There was a partner I had in Vancouver at the time, and there, that partner was using my Amazon account. It was fine, but... My son was also using my Amazon account. And then they seen this other, they already had some ideas that something was fishy. So they were like, okay, 
dad's full on cheating. <laughs> right. I mean, it's not funny. It, well, yeah, but I mean, so you know, we had to sit them down and say, no, dad's not cheating. But here is the conversation. Now we didn't go into a really large discussion of being kinky. I don't want my children to listen to this podcast for various reasons. They don't, I, I'm fine with them knowing things, but they don't need to hear about the things I talk about, the sexual fantasies and the things I've done and want to do. And no one needs to know that no. about their parents. No, right? I mean, I don't know if you've had this experience, but the experience of walking in on your parents. I haven't, but I will always remember this time that there was a sock on the door. And oh. my brother and I were like, what were you guys doing in there? And they're like, we're just hanging the sock up to dry. I'm like, what? One sock, guys? I remember, I remember understanding. It always seemed like on Sunday mornings, my mom and dad wrestled. Because you could hear, the, I, to me, I was understanding they're wrestling and giggling. And I thought, oh, they're, they're tickling. And, like, and I remember whatever age it was, all of a sudden realizing, wait a second, they're fucking. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, right? So completely understand that you don't want family and those kind of people finding that stuff out about you, right? Yeah, and I think that at the heart of that is showing that People don't want to find have people find out that they're kinky because kinky is kind of just telling people about your sex life to an extent. Yeah. So when we're saying you don't want to find out about your parents having sex, you just you don't want to tell your boss what right. you like in the bedroom. I love knowing what my friends like about sex because I mean that I mean I think that's me. I'm fascinated about sex and kink, and it's exciting to me to, you know, have those conversations with them and maybe expose them to new ideas and stuff like that. But you're right. I don't want the person I'm doing business with to understand, you know, I have a private business. It is none of their knowledge. I have roommates. I live with roommates. They cannot understand. They cannot, sorry, understand. They cannot know about my kinky lifestyle for religious reasons and ideas that they have. They're from other parts of the world. I think that's another thing to speak about. They would not understand. And maybe it's not even so much that that what they would think about me, but it's like I'm also worried about making them uncomfortable, right? Of course, yeah. You don't want to like put your you don't want to put your sex life and your kink life on someone else. No. Right? Even if you're comfortable sharing these things, it's about making someone uncomfortable. And people kind of need to give their consent to hear these things. Like yes. you see in movies, someone plugs their ears and they're just like, la, 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 yeah, la, yeah. la, la. Like they are saying they don't want to know. So it's not your business to tell them. Yeah. And I, and, and people listening, you know, I, in other podcasts and stuff that I have, there are people all over the world that listen. And we've done very well in parts of the world that are very restrictive. So, Religious reasons and also law reasons are real. Like there are still parts of the world that gay being gay is not accepted, kink actions or any kind of these things that may be done in, in, in kink scenes would literally end you up in jail or worse. Yeah, yeah. And even some outfit choices, like yeah. you need to have everything covered up. We do live really great existence for the most part in Canada. Yeah. 
but we recognize that that is a privilege for us and not a privilege for everyone. So great that you're able to listen to this at, at least. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So I don't want to put everyone off on it. I mean, <laughs> so now we, that we know we're identifying we're with them. Yes. Like that's, we love having these conversations. So how do you deal with the fear of being exposed? Yeah. I mean, I think a better way to go about this is, is how did I start to dip my toe sure. in to things that I was pretty sure weren't going to get me exposed, right? right? And for me, that started with fat life. I'm not super active on it, but seeing people kind of celebrate who they are in this lifestyle or their partnership or how far they've come or even just writings or pictures, whatever they want to share and it being out there. That was a good way for me to dip my toe in. I don't have my face in any of my photos, just again for the discretion thing. Mm -hmm. But that's kind of how I first started entering the community in that right. sense. But I know that some people maybe are curious about how munches go. Oh, yes. So FET is... I find FET really good for learning about new kinks and learning about finding your tribe. But the biggest thing that I love about FET is access to events and munches. So if you're a person listening and you're wanting to learn know about how to find your community, how to know things, and you're wondering, I'm not sure about going to my first event or my first munch. And a munch, I'll explain to those, is something that was started on FetLife where a group of people at a scheduled time meet in a, a public place. So it'll be a restaurant or a pub or, or somewhere public, and nobody is in kinkware, all right? Nobody, and it's under a nondescript name, and you get to meet other people that are kinky in a way that if someone came into the public place, they would just see a group of people sitting together. And I know that at first people can be really nervous about joining a munch. Lots of times you will see at a munch, you'll sit down at a table and you'll notice like two or three people sitting at another table and they keep looking over and you know they're newbies right? And they're a little nervous about coming over. And depending on the host, because different people can host it, sometimes they may go over and introduce themselves. But also you may need to understand that maybe the first time they just want to like watch. Like maybe they don't want, maybe that maybe, maybe you want to just see what goes on and make sure you're okay with it. What I want to state from the beginning in events and in munches it is a written and an unwritten rule that discretion is number one. So we, we know when we go into events, we met an event, you cannot take pictures in an event. There are people that do take pictures, but they ask first if you want one, like there are professionals that are there. What, you know, but you don't have to do any of those kind of things. You cannot use your camera. You cannot video anyone. And secondly, people also don't, necessarily use their real names like we use our kink names oban and your mini mistress right and so there is already knowledge that discretion is important so no one will push you or shouldn't push you on saying oh where do you live what's your name what do you do it's already understood that discretion is important in these kind of events 
Yeah. And even recently, I went to an event and I've been to tons and I tend to not run into anyone I know. Mm -hmm. But for the first time ever, I ran into someone from my high school. I haven't seen them in like a long time. I'm not going to say specifically. No, I, I was going to do that. Just point. like, wait a second, I'm not saying exactly. Yeah, just like uh, an amount of time. <laughs> and I wasn't that surprised to see them there, mm-hmm. but getting to talk to them, they actually were introduced to kink in the same way, mm-hmm. that they went to the Taboo show. And no, they... I thought you were going to say an Omegle. Just oh. weirdos. <laughs> an Omegle. <laughs> I mean, who knows? I didn't talk to them for that long. But they kind of went in the same way and they're kind of trying to join this community for the body acceptance aspect of it. And it ended up being a really nice conversation. And it wasn't as scary as I thought it may be to run into someone that knows me as someone else in that mm-hmm. in that way. And I hope that anyone that has the same fear would have the same experience as me. Like they are at the same event as you. They're at the same munch. They're there as well. So. Yeah. I think some of the other things to be aware of at these events, you can wear a mask. So I'm not saying you need to be in like a, like I wear a full latex head mask, but you can go in there wearing some sort of face mask, some sort of eye mask. Like you can go in there being discreet. Completely unrecognizable. Like sometimes at a door, the doorman will need to see your ID, but you can just be with them and they can just see your ID and check, you know, so you can get into the club or the event. But in amongst the event, you do not need to show your face or or whatever. The other thing is too, is you can just be aware of, of what's going around the event. So sometimes like the smoke pit is on a main street. So maybe you want to avoid the smoke pit if you're a person that smokes, Sometimes there's another place that you can go smoke or if if that's what you want to do. I know some of them have uh, more private spots that you can do, but maybe, you know, just don't go out for a smoke because that's going to be a much more visual idea, right? And some of the events now are doing kind of a more split thing that's more accessible to people wanting to go for the first time, like Mm -hmm. having less of a strictly enforced dress code for the entire event Sometimes the dance floor has no dress code, but the dungeon does. So you can kind of get a feel for the people that maybe are going to the dungeon the first time without actually going yourself. And then you've got yourself to an event. Maybe you've made some friends in the dance floor that also kind of want to go to the dungeon eventually, but they just wanted to make some connections. So Mm -hmm. there's ways to dip your toe in without jumping in. Yeah, like you like absolutely go to FetLife create an account and check out the events tab and in your area it'll show all the events that are or you can search other areas all the events that are upcoming people post and they have a description of what's going to be going on and what's happening i you know we will talk about fet maybe another time because i know as a you know an identify person that may identify as a woman they may get overwhelmed on fet life that's a different conversation but that being said it's a great way to make connections and find events and munches. And more on a munch, I think I always find that is the first thing, you know, I was going to these with my wife at first. That is the first way that we really connected with other individuals. I met someone at a munch that I went to high school with, same thing. Oh. And we ended up being partners for a while. 
I was their dom, if you could imagine that. (laughs) And they're a phenomenal person that I've been able to connect with. And it was really just by understanding that everyone is easygoing, consent, and discretion is the biggest part of it. But you can also go and just sit on the side and watch it. You can also see who's going to go there. Maybe you want to go with another person, maybe the partner you're with right now or a friend or something. You can go there. They're really welcoming, and it's a great, great way to kind of connect and meet people and learn some stuff. And maybe it takes you a while before you go to like a full-blown um, like event party or something like that. Yeah, and personally, I haven't actually been to a munch, so that is great to know that there's the Let's people. Munch. Yes. Yeah, it's a blast. <laughs> I can't sit on the side and just watch you. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I'll just. You, I'll, I'll. Yeah. You can voyeur it. It'd be cool. <laughs> I know. I was gonna say that the voyeurs of the munch. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing you kind of raised was your first experience at Taboo. Taboo is coming up here in Vancouver, where we record, and that is a really good way of kind of exposure. It's a public event that's eighteen plus and. It's a great way of just kind of going and seeing stuff. So you're not playing or anyway. There's no play. There are some sides, but it's it's basically a trade show for sex and kinky things. It's a great way to kind of learn about new fun things, see some cool stuff. Yeah, there's shows, there's drinks, there's a dungeon area. So if you are hearing us talk about some of these events and you haven't been, a lot of them will have booths. Yep. outfits are booths as well and toys so yeah even if you just want to go buy a fun new vibrator oh fuck like, yeah we got totally have a worth it conversation about vibrators and toys that'll be a good one i gotta test out a bunch for this conversation <laughs> good idea <laughs> i'll get right on it <laughs> after i boyer the munch or during <laughs> the i mean the and and taboo is all over the country they 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 have them all over canada but i know down in the states they have these may not be taboo, but there's other events just like that. And I'm sure around the world you can find that. So, I mean, yes, the fear of being exposed is the reason that we talk about discretion, that we understand it. You know, I was eventually all of those things, and I'll bring my experience into it a bit. I didn't want anyone in business to know about it. I didn't want my family to know about it. I didn't want my religion to know about it. And all of those things happened. And they weren't as bad as I thought it was. But there was there was some fallout. And sometimes maybe you do need to be a little bit more careful. But so we understand those ideas for being discreet. And I've, I know I've mentioned it lots, but I want it to be aware into the, the, the person who is new to this or thinking of getting into it. Consent is number one, and number two, discretion is very important, and it's very understood in the community. Exposing someone, doxing someone, these are com- considered no-nos, and it's it's very much understood amongst the community. Because even some of the things that we do, like you literally cannot write a contract that will allow you to do some of the kinky things that we do. Like some of the rough kink play and impact play is not, you cannot say that it's okay to do it. You cannot write a contract and say, this person is allowed to choke me out and beat me. 
even writing that down, it won't uphold in court. Yeah. And that's in Canada. It's a fairly liberal, open society. And all over the world, it's different. So we completely understand that doing these things, there is an inherent risk with it. But that also makes it fucking exciting, right? <laughs> and what's life without a little fucking excitement? Oh, my God. That's exactly why we're into it. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for this conversation. I don't want to scare anyone away, but... There are ways to protect yourself, and we always want to encourage you, explore the unknown, explore the weird, because there's a lot more people doing it than you know, just like drugs. <laughs> more on that another time. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Where can our listeners find you? You can find me on FetLife. I am Mini Mistress, all one word. And where can they find you? They can find me on FetLife, O-B-A-N-1794, and on Instagram, Stockings, S-T-A-L-K-I-N-G-S. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Have an amazing time. Bye. Bye. Bye.